and I saw Lou Ferrigno there. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's All right, awesome. this is John. And, and this is like Sean. And this is Movie Night with Sean and John. <laughs> This is John. And this is Sean. This is Movie Night with John and Sean. We finally did Nailed it. Nailed it. We locked into <laughs> it. Got it. Yeah, we got some movies to talk about tonight. Um, where are we starting with it? We've been watching movies. Yeah, we've been we've been at the theater. And we're actually going to review a Netflix original as well. Um, so we got Marriage Story, The Fanatic, Fred Durst's oh my God. magnum opus, which we talked about last week, and Knives Out, Ryan Johnson's. From Star Wars. Yeah. We'll get into that. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen, like, have you been seeing anything outside of these recently, or have you been getting I watched uh, Black Christmas last week. It was a Christmas-themed horror movie. You said that was actually better than you thought it might be? Yeah, it didn't get very good reviews, so I had no expectations, (laughs) but it had uh, Carrie Yule, is that his name? From from Princess Bride, the Wesley guy. He was, like, the bad guy in it. What? I haven't seen him in anything in forever, so it was kind of funny. Nice. Um, yeah, so let's get right into it. So I guess we can start with Marriage Story, yeah? Yeah. Is that cool? On Netflix now. Yeah, so this is Noah Baumbach. Um, he did The Squid and the Whale, which I love. And he, I think he co-wrote Darjeeling Limited with Wes Anderson. Oh. He's really good. So I love this movie. I'll set it up real fast. Um, basically, Adam Driver plays a like playwright and director and... Scarlett Johansson plays his wife who and collaborator and actress, and they've been having a working relationship as well as a marriage for however many years. Right. They have a son, and then their relationship kind of dissolves over the course of the movie. And yeah, just it just it falls <laughs> apart from there. <laughs> it's the feel bad hit of the <laughs> hit of the season. But it was so good though, man. No, it really what man, um uh, so my first initial thoughts on it were I I really do like Adam Driver. I think Dude, he's a like he's a super focused driver. Generation. I'm driver actor. <laughs> <laughs> I think right now he's like doing a lot of good work too. And then Scarlett Johansson did a really good job. The supporting cast was good with like yep. Laura Dern and uh, Ray Liotta. Dude, Ray stuff. Liotta shows it, up, does his thing, and it just even crushes had that it. guy. What's the guy from Toy Story? The Rex guy. He's uh, he's the the older guy that's in Adam Driver's like uh. Oh, his yeah. uh, lawyer? The one, the, the no, no, no. Lawyer? He's like in the play. He's like, he works with him. Oh, I see. He's like the really goofy voice guy. He kind of has a lisp. Oh. He's in The Princess Bride, too. <laughs> the inconceivable guy. It all comes together. But no, it was it was like a really strong cast. And like the, I mean, the cinematography was really good. Everything about it was really good. But just the subject matters, you know. It's heavy. Yeah. It's, it's a heavy thing to watch. See, but. I love this movie. What I think the... Um, the casting was perfect. Adam Driver, to me, like Silence, that's like one of my favorite oh, yeah. Scorsese movies, actually, and it's like the least kind of in his perceived range or whatever. Yeah. But it's so good. And, um, dude, he's awesome in Girls, this show on HBO, and he's just, I feel like he's solid in everything. He's he's fully committed in everything I've seen. And yeah. I think he just drives it home. I think he's going to get nominated for this one. You think so? I do. His I think Scarlett Johansson was... may get nominated as well. I feel like... Their chemistry was, like, undeniable, and it was 
it was so tense in some of those scenes and so kind of heartbreaking. And, and to me, it felt like very real uh, in yeah. the way that it portrayed like a divorce or a breakup or whatever. Um, just kind of like gut wrenching. But at the same time, it was really like kind of heartwarming somehow because they never really stopped loving each other. And in the end, yeah, they kind of learn how to coexist yeah. a little bit. I'm a uh, man. It's hard for me. It's hard to watch stuff like this because, like, from the outside looking in, it's almost like you know your friend that you want to give relationship advice to, but you know, like, no matter what you say or do, it's out of your <laughs> the realm of what you can control. You know, right? Or you what want you can them help with to kind and of it's just like man, just make amends. just say what you feel. Like, right. just have that conversation. Yeah, and so like that part to me, uh, you know, was just like, God, can y'all just. Just do it. Just but, try to try and to. And I guess that's this. what I mean when I say it felt real, because there are times, like in relationships, where you don't feel like communicating in that moment, you know, and you know that that's what you should do, and it's like in the interest of everyone involved to just like get it out of the way and just talk it out. But yeah. sometimes it's just like beyond you emotionally at that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I yeah. feel like it was really good. Uh, strong performances throughout. Like this is one of my favorite movies of the year. I think yeah, it's definitely. This a is in my top five, like for sure. Really? Yeah. I'm still, I'm still kind of nitpicking my my tops. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. This was really strong, and yeah, like you said, the supporting cast was really strong. I really liked Ray Liotta. Dude, in it. Ray Liotta, amazing. He plays this kind of Big really shot lawyer. suspect lawyer <laughs> who's like willing to get into the dirt if he needs to, and they're divorce attorneys. And Laura Dern plays uh, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson's Joanne. attorney. Yeah. And she's fantastic as always. She's so good, dude. Like, I feel like she's one of those actresses who, like, remember October Sky, that movie where they build With rockets? Jake like, yeah, and she's like the teacher, you know? Yeah. From like that point all the way to now, she's done so much work and she's like always good, you know? Except when she was in The Last Jedi, the movie <laughs> that Ryan Johnson directed. We'll, we'll talk about we'll get that there. later. <laughs> but no, I really liked this movie. Supporting cast was awesome. Uh, Noah Baumbach's writing, I feel, is very like real. Yeah, it's like real and grounded, and, and it feels so tense throughout because it's it's weighted in like real emotional depth. That like it it actually adds up to something, you know? Yeah, even the part where they're being uh, so they're going through a divorce and they have a uh, like a witness come to Adam Driver's apartment where oh. he's like having dinner with the son. He has and she's to just like so dry and the way she it's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but so but funny. it's really just pulling you in the whole time. You're like, man, is he going to be able to like pull this off? Or right. like, you're really invested in the characters. And I was really hoping, you know, for the big, maybe cheesy ish, happy ending. See, I loved how it ended. Well, and I don't want to get too, too into that, but I feel like it was so perfectly kind of executed in that a lot of marriages do end in divorce. And it's like, how do you kind of coexist after that point? Or what happens if you just, you still love each other, but you just can't really like do the day to day thing anymore. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I thought it was, it was really good. So I would give this one like four and a half. I know that's very high marks, but this is definitely one of my favorite movies of the year. I think you absolutely see this one. It's streaming on Netflix right now. Yeah, no reason not to watch it. Right. And Scarlett Johansson was just on uh, SNL last week, so. There it is. After you stream <laughs> this on uh, Netflix, you can go on Hulu and stream uh, <laughs> Use SNL. all your services. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, it was definitely a strong, uh, I would say like a strong four at least. Yeah. 
Like there was a few little I loved this movie, tiny man. like goofy things that like maybe I would would change. And, like what? What were some of your critiques? Um, or what, what what didn't uh, kind of elevate it to that higher point for you? I think to me it was just like more more like character flaws in both of these. Like the where he does the knife trick. Yeah, and it's just like, why the fuck would you do? Like there, <laughs> there. To me, like there's a few things that se- seemed like maybe just a tad bit out of character, or like I see. I, I don't know, but that's see, like really like, that's like really nitpicking. I felt like he was still analyzing this moment that had happened with the uh, social worker and being like, "Damn it, now I have to fucking show her this trick because like he already brought it up." Yeah, yeah. Trick. He's like, "Well, let me show her that it's not some creepy thing." Where like, right, you know, and then it turns into being so this I, whole. So I, I don't I, like. I feel like it all it all kind of was really well executed on the writing end as well, but I, I see what you're saying. I love the part with the note. It's kind of maddening a little bit is what you mean. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, and because that's... it's like, and that's oh, just, you want it to work out so bad, and they're so... And that's just me, like, putting myself in those characters. Like, man, right. if I was Adam Driver, like, in this scenario... Just tell how like, you feel. Yeah, I'd be like, look, like, this is it, you know. Or, like, when he's reading the note at the end, it's like, god damn, if they would have just read the note, yeah. you know, earlier, like, <laughs> right. what the fuck? Right. But, uh... I also know it's a movie, and but you know, also it's very based in reality. Yeah, I think, for you know? sure, for sure. And like, that was so well executed that scene at the end, the, the yeah. whole, the whole, the I last guess, act, finale, very yeah. strong. So, yeah, four stars. Uh, definitely go see it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I would see this one again. Like I, I plan on watching this and this one again soon. Um, so yeah, check this one out. Uh, what do we got up next? A little bit more focused oh, than the man. fanatic. Uh, Fred the, Durst. The Fred Durst. Uh, From Limp Bizkit has yeah. now directed his first, uh, I guess this is his first feature link. I think so. It's, I think it's his first anything. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I can't speak to that. He might have directed a, a Limp Bizkit vi- video back stuff. in the day. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Um, yeah, so... This is one of the worst movies of the year, but it's so awesomely bad that I think you've got to see this one. Why don't you set this one up? I'm going to try to. So John Travolta, man. John Travolta uh, is the the character in this film. His, he plays the, Moose. The, the Moose, yeah. I was about to say <laughs> the mule. Uh, he's kind of like an obsessive um, guy. He goes to get an autograph from a famous actor. Uh, the actor kind of shoots him down. Some things come up, and he his comes, favorite actor. Right, he's infatuated with getting this guy's autograph, getting to like to this guy, and basically becomes like a deranged fanatic, like trying to ultimately, I guess, get something out of this actor. <laughs> uh, he wants this fucking autograph. Yeah, he'll do anything. Man, he he so. Travolta obviously is playing like a mentally uh, unstable di- person, right? And he one hundred percent goes for it, and like a twenty nineteen film, which is an a very odd choice. But what I have to say about John Travolta is like, as Travolta's like face has kind of changed over time, morphed. It's made it like harder to kind of suspend my disbelief with his characters. But he fully committed to this performance. And well, you like, mean like you know it's John Travolta? Yeah, something about it just feels like a. It just feels strange somehow. I don't. I don't know. Oh how yeah. To, how to it's make sense of that? It's very like surreal. You're just even just watching the surreal, film. You're like, yeah. what am I? What is like, this? Yeah. But 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 you um, can't look away. And he's incredible. Like he really <laughs> is is kind of carrying this movie, which 
still awful, but his performance was like just kind of I could not take my eyes off the screen. Yeah, it's almost it like, was, like, it's like the Nick room Cage or something. or something. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. I feel like he's kind of trying to get in on the joke a little bit. He's like, "Look, I know I'm John Travolta." You know, like so maybe he's just like, "Fuck it," at this point. He's like, "I'm gonna do Fred Durst's movie. I'm gonna do Gotti." You know what I mean? <laughs> I forgot like, about Gotti. That he's was... he's done this a couple of times where he fully commits Dude, to he a did, character. Uh, that's Battlefield like, Earth that got yeah. a Razzie that year. So I don't know, man. There was something to this movie that made it. Like, kind of enjoyable. It was, like, so unbelievable that it even exists at all. It was almost like a Tim and Eric skit or something, but that lasted for an hour and a half. And just knowing that Fred Durst directed this, and I, like... It looks terrible. Yeah, I, like, looked up some photos from, like, the the premiere that they had and just seeing, like, Fred Durst next to John (laughs) Travolta. You're just like, man, this, this exists. This is real. Was he wearing, like, a red fitted New York cap? He always wears a hat. Adidas? No. Uh, no, well, no, no. He was Kind wearing, of original. He was wearing some form. sort of hat. He was yeah. wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and a hat. A Hawaiian shirt. He, Fred Durst is still giving us the illusion that he has hair, but no one's ever seen him <laughs> without a hat. And I actually Googled Fred Durst without a hat, and I couldn't find it. No shit. I was looking. That's so funny. I mean, I didn't spend hours. I just spent <laughs> like, a, like a minute, but <laughs> I was just very curious. So what's this guy's name? Is that his name? Yeah, so uh, Devin Sawa plays, um, what's the character's name Hunter, in the film? Hunter, Hunter something. So, he plays yeah. like a modern action hero. Yeah. He's been in all these big movies, and so John Travolta becomes just obsessed with this idea that he has to get his autograph. Right. And so this is his favorite actor, and he goes into this shop where like these kinds of you know, uh, autographed items and things like this are sold. And he kind of is like told at that point that like, Oh, this guy's actually coming to town. He's going to do a signing. And so that's how it all kind of picks off. Right. Right. He's like a, it's like a comic shop or something. Yeah. And he goes to a signing, but he doesn't get his stuff signed. And then he kind of, it's like a, uh, taxi driver (laughs) style, like, uh, movie about a guy who just becomes completely obsessed with a famous It's definitely person. a lot less focused from Taxi Driver, but no, you I'm know... I'm saying it's kind of like derivative from something like that. Right, you know right. I mean? But if you pulled out all Anti-hero the... Anti-hero arti- kind of if really strange... If you pulled strange, all the artistic depth and like creativity out of nowhere it... Nowhere near the same caliber so of movie. Level. Don't get me wrong. I just realized, though, that Devin Sawa is uh, Stan from the Eminem music video, Stan... He's really? the guy that's obsessed with Eminem. Yeah. Well, but in this movie, he's in Fred Final Durst, Destination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, but Fred Durst is obsessed with Devin Sawa, just like you mean John Devin Travolta. John Travolta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so, John Travolta is obsessed with Devin Sawa, just right. like Devin Sawa was obsessed with Eminem and Stan. Did Fred Durst really just do something <laughs> uh, creative and deep? I doubt it. He might have, <laughs> but probably not. This movie takes away all benefit of the doubt because it's so But there so is something like really bad. fun. No, absolutely. I would actually recommend seeing this one. But no, I would Under too. the premise that it is one of the worst movies, if not the worst movie of the year. Um, but yeah, something kind of entertaining about this. I how do you co- score something like this? Uh, we have to acknowledge how truly yeah, awful it is. I feel but at like the same time, we kind of have to acknowledge that there's something kind of fun about it. Yeah, and it might be a classic and like that kind of, that crowd, you know? Because like, 
<laughs> have you, a cult following. You and I met Tommy Wasau in real life. Right. You know, there and there we waited in a line yeah, hundreds for folks, like yeah. a long time for yeah. hours, right, yeah. to meet Tommy Wasau. And there is this is nowhere near the uh, the, the epic quality of, of well, the not, room, though. But it just came out too. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, much like The Room, it had a very small release. No one really saw it, but now this is on Amazon Prime. And it, people so it are could, kind of talking about how awesomely bad it is. Right, you, you, and just, just knowing, like, the novelty of, like, Fred Durst directed this, starring John Travolta. Like, it's you've insane. got two things going for it right there. Right. So I feel like another, like, five years from now or something, people could... Maybe find its footing. Right, in, in like, the goofy B-movie, like... What do you give this one? How do you how do you score something like this? Um, I don't know what see. I would give it. I would possibly rewatch it again. I would, I've watched it two times. Have you? Yeah. I watched it with Danny, and I watched it... I watched it by myself, I watched it with Danny, and then I watched it with my family. I've seen it three times. See, just on that alone... If I watch a movie, I did think it was hilarious. Right, and if I watch a movie more than once, that means I enjoyed it enough to revisit it. Right. So just on that alone, I'd give it at least two and a half stars. Yeah. But then it was also of... kind of funny, like, and it's not like making fun of someone with a dis- <laughs> like like someone that has like a <laughs> no, mental no, no. disability. It's not. I'm that. thinking of it's John Travolta's like, character and laughing because it's so insane. Like right, how... like his his haircut like yeah. is so fucking awesome. He has like the best mullet ever and just these like big ass glasses. And... He's acting as if he is playing opposite like Will Ferrell or John C. Riley in Step Brothers. That's like how I saw his performance. Yeah. He was in the mirror at one point and he's like, they're going to love you. He's like, yeah. he's like, or just when he's trying you know, to, hey man, like, would, would you sign my autograph? He's like, yes, this is from, you know, Dead Zombies 3, your, your best picture. You know, it's just like so like weird and it's like he's, he's, it's totally reminded me of Step Brothers somehow. Like, his job is that he is a, uh, like British cop impersonator on Hollywood Boulevard, right? And he does this terrible, like British accent. Cheerio! The whole... He's like, <laughs> right then. <laughs> like he's got this horrible, like, like fake British it's accent. Insane. But something about it is just like, man, he is going for it. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, really he does like little dance. He's got a hat and like a suit on. I would maybe give it three stars. Man, I but I know, right? It's like. Okay, so I have to acknowledge that, like, if I were judging from any traditional standpoint, it w- this is a movie without merit in a lot of ways. But I did watch it three times. Right, and how many and times I, did you watch Gotti? I thought it was funny. I've seen Gotti two times, too. <laughs> Jesus. A real glutton for punishment. <laughs> dude, sometimes it's kind of fun to watch bad movies. Yeah, So dude. that's why I'll give this movie, let me give it, I'll say two and a half to three. Yeah, I say two and a half because it's definitely bad. There's no question that it's bad, from all you know. Like, but is it so bad that it's good? It kind of is. So I'd say right in that two and a half kind of zone. It's like (laughs) it it teeters because it's it's so bad, but it's kind of awesome at the same time. Yeah, and I and I I've told a few people about this, and the people that watched it told me like how much they like enjoyed enjoyed watching it. it. Yeah, but I think that's something special. Like you used to see that a lot back in. uh, like the 80s and the 90s. I kind of like bad B-movies. Right, and with like video releases at Blockbuster, there was a lot of shit that didn't go to theaters, but it would go to video, especially with horror. Like, I'm really into horror. So yeah. there's a lot of like bad horror movies or bad like action movies that are so like stupid that they're enjoyable to watch. Yeah. 
right? Like this Troll 2 that. or something. Yeah. Yeah, and this is almost or like, like Pumpkinhead or Yeah, this is almost like, like up to that that bar yeah. of like man it definitely can you is. believe this even got this, made the scene where john travolta is like shadow boxing the mannequin and he's like he's like <laughs> planning to kind of like go and do violence on this uh on you hunter, know, dunbar actor, yeah, hunter dunbar yeah hunter dunbar exactly it? yeah nice. you got it that's awesome or just how fucking crazy it gets at the end when he's actually like in his house and like how over the top that shit gets oh but yeah and then it doesn't make any sense the end that's the thing that infuriated me was like the end, the end of it was so fucking insane it just went off the rails completely in a way that made zero sense like all logic of the movie had turned on its head and it's like but it was kind of, it was still hilarious the whole time. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe watch that one. Where where is it? It's on Prime right it's now. It's on Prime. Yeah, I just watched it the it's other free. day. It's free. So you might as well. So these first two movies, these are freebies. Yeah. It, well, so long as you're paying for these subscription services, yeah. I guess. But someone's logged in. You know, someone someone you know has passwords to both of these. So. Check out Fanatic. I'm curious to see what some people think about that because yeah. it's so awesomely bad. And then next up. Ryan Johnson from returns, Star Wars uh, with Knives Out, which was actually pretty good. I can't even lie. It was good. Dude, it was pretty awesome. So uh, can we just briefly talk about Ryan Johnson yeah, just for a little it. bit? Let's talk about, I mean, to me, I, I don't think I'll ever fully forgive him for like The Last the Jedi. Last Jedi because I just think like the way that a lot of the characters were handled and stuff, I just like. And we're definitely going to dive into that more next episode because we're going to do Star Wars. But it just didn't make sense to me in a way that like felt respectful to the story up to that point. It just felt like it disregarded so much. Like he wanted to make his mark on Star Wars and be like, like, I'm the guy that killed Luke Skywalker. I destroyed all the. What can we do to like polarize people and and show people, you know, how. I don't well, know. So Just, and 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 there's part of that kind of there's a certain like sn- sn- I don't snootiness know. Or yeah something? to his to his movies right it well, kind of feels that way like of the stuff that I've seen like this is kind of that way too it's very smart but it's it's uh, and I that might know. be his downfall because. So my introduction to Ryan Johnson was Looper. I thought Looper I was see Looper, a great. I've sci- heard that's awesome. Dude, I, I think it. it's like a modern sci-fi classic. But there are points where like I've heard really high praise. Like uh, Bruce Willis is playing a character. George, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the younger version of that same character. They meet because of time travel, and Bruce Willis is like, "Well, do you want to talk about time travel all day, or you want to whatever?" And like there is like those kind of elements where it's like, "All right, well, we know it's a movie. Like, you know, get back." And I kn- I think that might be just his like sense of humor or just like his writing style I because some of that came across in Star Wars. Some of that comes across in this. I think that just might be him. Like he's kind of an asshole, maybe a little <laughs> bit. Who kn- Who knows? How else do you just kill off like one of the? Great, like the greatest action heroes of all of time. Of all time, and and do do so so kind of like matter just, of factly. Yeah. Like Luke Skywalker died. Okay, next you, movie. Knowing it's the eighth of nine movies, you yeah. know, it's like what? Anyway, so but yeah, he really <laughs> did his thing here. I can't even lie. I I still have some resentment, but it was very good. The cast Dude, is insane. Dude, the cast is fucking yeah. well, incredible. Well, walk us through, set, set this one so, up. So, uh, Knives Out opens up on the 85th birthday party of um, of kind of this, the father of this well, well-off family. Uh, he writes novels, and I think he makes, like, kind of personal games with this family. 
um, during the the this events cast of the is party. So deep that like the top six doesn't even show. It's like, fucking crazy. So during the events of the party. Uh, or I guess the next day they realize that the father has been murdered. Christopher Plummer plays the father who right. is Harlan, uh, what is it, Thornby? Thornby? Yeah, that's right. Thornby or some shit. So like. he... He's murdered, Yeah, murdered. right? And then uh, Lakeith and Daniel Craig show up the next day to investigate it. And it's it's very much like a whodunit. It's like a classic, classic mystery suspense kind of right, right, like Murder on the Orient Express or like Clue, very or like traditional. Like that. But I, Daniel it, Craig was it was some sharp writing, really and the funny. casting is phenomenal and in this movie. What I'll say is there was a lot of there were there were layers to it. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of merit. There's the twists for and the turns. theme of the movie too. Like there's a there's a point made about like how we treat people who immigrate from other countries like and uh there was a lot made right, or of just how the like, origin of certain characters and the idea of inheritance like yeah. if you've earned something versus like if you're just kind of inheriting it because are you person, self-made because you right. borrowed a million dollars there was a lot like, to it air, in yeah. that way like that was communicated a few different times in a few different ways and it was definitely driven home over the course of the movie that like you know, the she's right. a good person kind of whole deal, you know. Or but. just that Jamie Lee Curtis holds resentments to her younger brother who carried in on the family business, but she herself borrowed a million dollars to get her thing started. But it like, reminded me of she's the self, Trump. She's self-made. Oh, yeah. yeah it definitely. reminded me of the Trump America, and it's they, they talk a little bit about, like, the alt-right kind of cousin or yeah. kid, like nephew or whatever, and then, like, how they treat Marta, who plays the caretaker for... Chris Plummer's character. Right. And they never remember what country she's from. It's like a yeah, running gag. They're they're disrespectful to her, you know, in a number of ways ways over the course of the movie. And she's actually the person who like truly is looking after Right. She's keeping the, him alive. Right. And they're, they're And just also a friend to him and like good to him and stuff, you right. know? Versus the kids who are just like purely motivated by their like financial gain, you know? So there's like that layer of it, and then like who did it and why did they do it? Right, and who what stands motivation? To gain, you know, and but then there's also the movies told from a lot from Daniel Craig's perspective, who's like the lead detective. He's kind of like this famous detective who's written novels and that stuff. That was my favorite part of the movie. And yeah, Daniel he, Craig was he plays like a Kentucky. Dude. He has like this Kentucky accent. He has a drawl, like yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Which reminded From me a Saran. little bit of uh, Lucky Logan, like his character in Lucky Logan, a little bit over the top. Yeah, but it it worked really? so well for this man. Movie. He was so good. He was so dialed in. He was so funny. Like, and the writing was funny. The performances are great. Like, just walking through this, Daniel Craig, he plays um, Benoit Blanc, Benoit Blanc, 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 something like that. Yeah, and then Chris Evans, he plays like a son. Yeah, he's a grandson. Grandson. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Anna de Armas, she was in Blade Runner 2049. Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Collette. Yep. Dude, Lakeith Stanfield, who I love in everything he's been in so far, I think. Catherine Langford, Jaden Martell is the kid from like uh, It. It, yeah. One and two. Just It's just stacked. Super Christopher solid. Plummer plays like. One of the leads, you know. He's the heir, basically. Yeah. The, or no, he's the, or he's the patriarch father. of yeah, the family. Yeah, yeah. that's it. But yeah, this one was really good. I can't even lie. I would have to go, I'd say four stars just on like my gut reaction. 
I didn't realize that that was Frank Oz that was the lawyer. He's from Star Wars. He's uh, the, the Yoda voice, right? Really? Yeah. Yep. He is. Wow. Yeah, he's the voice of Yoda in Star Wars. I didn't even realize. I've never actually seen him. I've only heard his voice. He's in, like, Labyrinth and Star Wars and all kind of shit. But, uh, dude, the way that the story's portrayed, all the twists and turns, like, the the pacing and the editing of this movie is, like, really, really quick and really just smart. It was pretty fun. And it doesn't surprise me at all that this, you know, all of the marketing for this movie was, like, 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, they use that quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, all the online marketing and all the commercials. But I think, I mean, to a service of the movie, like, yes, it's highly rated, but it deserved all of it. Just the writing, how, how like, self-aware it was, too. Like, it knew just how far to push, like, the goofiness and, like, the comedy. It was comedy. definitely funny. It had great comedic timing. But then it also really did keep you guessing. Right, and the story's a little bit zany, but, like, they knew just as how far they could push yeah, it. Yeah, they were aware. To, right, to kind of draw you in, to let you know you thought you knew what was going on the whole time. Oh, here's the twist. Right. Here's the Scooby-Doo ending. We're going to name the real bad yeah. guy. You know, it worked. I, yeah. I thought in a lot of ways, like, it was no, super it did. focused. It did. It definitely came across. I think he did his thing. Uh, yeah, I'd say four stars. Um, I would recommend this one. I'd say go see it, check it out. Like the cast alone, and, insane. Uh, the story did come through, and the performances are hilarious. And like it, it, the the comedic element was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Actually, like Daniel Craig's performance, and then opposite like Tony Collette and how just goofy her whole role was. Yeah, and, like, she's like an Instagram influencer that makes like <laughs> health products. And then Jamie Lee Curtis is so good at playing, like, kind of that stone-cold bitch role. Like, <laughs> yeah, where, yeah. you know, she's the oldest daughter, and she wants to protect the estate. And, like... Michael Shannon, she's dude. Also, I love Michael Shannon. He's yeah. one of my favorite actors He's ever. He's amazing, dude. Uh, Chris Evans did a good job. I mean... He really did. It and was super solid. I, it's hard to forgive him for all the Marvel stuff, but it's like... <laughs> I think, you <laughs> he, know he, what, he did though? Great. I've always kind of liked him, because I think he's always... Uh, He's done his own thing at the same time. I heard that he's getting into directing now, which is why he's not doing Captain America stuff anymore. But he was in this movie a couple years ago called Puncture, and he played like a lawyer uh, that was fighting against some medical shit where people like accidentally punctured them. It was based on a true story, but... And he's like an it was like a, too. A str- it was like a different role. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've, I've seen him in a few different things that he was really, really good in. Um... He, no, he, Honestly, he did his thing in this one. I think this is probably one well. of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah. Probably in my in top, top ten. Five? Top ten? Definitely my top ten. It might yeah. be in the top five. I think I would rewatch it. Um, I love seeing Lakeith and everything. Yeah, I love him awesome, in, in Atlanta. I heard he's going to be the in Jordan Peele's movie. The only movie he's done too. that was awful, just awful, was Death Note. It was an American reimagining of, a, of an anime? anime series. It was just a movie, and it was horrible. But other than that, yeah, he's always good. And I can't wait to see him in Uncut Gems, which I really want to review. Oh, yeah, yeah. New Adam Sandler movie. Uh, I think it's the Sadfi Brothers. They did Good Time with Robert Pattinson, which is also awesome. Yeah, that one's If you haven't seen tight. that, it's on Prime, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, what did you give this one? Did you? Did you? I would say this is one of the stronger movies of the year. Yeah, in my opinion, I'd put it. It like was a, good. I think I put it at good. four and a half. 
Really? Yeah, definitely. That's strong. That's I can't good. think of that many movies that were better than this this year. You really just enjoyed like, this one. Yeah, just like kind of hit on all kind of different levels. You know, it's funny. It's got a good mystery. It's a, you know. It was entertaining. It's good character development. I yeah. love every actor involved in this film. Yeah, like, it was awesome. It was it was cool to see that many people on screen kind of all totally immersed in such a fantastical kind of like storyline. Yeah, you know? but still and like, acknowledging that and doing it in a really it almost like like a play or something like that. Yeah. You know, it was like really um it was pretty good. I can't even lie. So I see I see four and a half. I think that's fair. I see your four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go <But> four. <laughs> I would maybe see it again though, and and you know sometimes it takes a second or third viewing for it to really settle. I mean, this is no fanatic, so I don't know if you'll watch <laughs> it three times, but <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> so what else? Oh yeah, we're doing Uncut Gems soon. I want to do. Yeah. Um, I want to talk Richard Jewell with you, but then you'd have to see it, and yeah, it I'm, honestly I, wasn't that. I'm great. I'm a little bit behind, so I gotta I gotta do some. Catching oh, we gotta do up. Honey Boy too. I, I meant yeah, to we, see that yesterday. We have but. some some stuff kind of coming up next. I definitely want to do Uncut Gems, though. That's my pick. But very next, we're doing Star, Star Wars. Wars. That's right. Not directed by Ryan Johnson. J.J. Abrams is back. He has taken the throne back. He's trying to uh, to pull this thing, <laughs> pull this I, thing back I, from the brink. Do you have any expectations for this new Star Wars movie? Not really. The reviews aren't out yet. I haven't I'm not really gonna been look paying at them attention anyway. that much. Dude, remember when... Uh, Okay, let's 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 draw this back uh, two years ago. Uh, the Force Awakens had come out, and that was really good. And then um, that other one came out. Rogue One came out, and that was okay. Rogue One was not bad. And then you and me got uh, opening night tickets at River Oaks to see, uh, what is it called? Ro- uh, Last, Last Jedi? Jedi. Yeah. And I was ready to see the slam dunk that Ryan Johnson had set up for like an alley oop, or uh, sorry, uh, JJ Abrams, Abrams had yeah. set up the perfect alley oop, and I was ready to see the slam dunk that Ryan Johnson was about to pull off. And instead, he just fucking knocked that shit. <laughs> <laughs> he just stuffed his own fucking alley oop. It's such a strange like way to make a Star Wars movie. To yeah. Me. What what about isn't there a casino scene in there? There or is. Like it's that? V- it's like a it's prequel horrible. scene almost. It was like James Bond like styled it, casino like heist, scene, and it was just heist. horrible. And it was just so kind of cheesy and not in a good way at all. Nothing happened, and all the characters ended up at the same spot that they were at in the beginning. Basically, you Except could just for skip Luke's it. Character, yeah, who died. Yeah, but I mean. It was I, just kind of a mess to me, and I know that some people think it was really bold, and it's like, well, he did the one thing that you know, and it's like I get the idea of of it, you know. But who gives? But a the fuck. execution just it, it didn't make for a like a positive experience or whatever. But you know, J.J. Abrams did a great job with Force Awakens. He, he could potentially pull this <laughs> thing back, you know. But he said this, it didn't affect his story. I don't know how that's possible, but that's what he said. <laughs> Everyone died, but uh, <laughs> somehow that doesn't affect what I had going. Um, I will watch Star Wars because it comes out this week, and we're going to review it. And after this, I don't give a shit about Star Wars. Yeah, I think at it's all done anymore, man. right? The I got fatigue has set in. Hopefully, yeah. I got the Disney start, Plus app. Uh, I actually know it's never going to set in because now no, people got the Ma- Mandalorian. Yeah. And they got that's actually pretty. De- John Favreau's doing it, yeah. and it's pretty decent. It's I Disney, actually kind of like it. 
Uh, Bill Burr is like supposed to be in this newest episode. I haven't made it that far yet, but like Carl Weathers is in it, and like what it's got some big name people. But I just I, I would love to see some more uh, original um, ideas. You, you know? don't want to see a fifteenth Star Wars feature film? I don't know. I don't know that I do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the first three, the original three, were so perfect. The prequels were fun, really fun as a kid. Yeah, and when then, I was like, 10, I really liked them. Yeah, I thought they were tight. So, but like, now I, they served their purpose at that time for <laughs> me. But, like, now, yeah, it's just, I think fatigue has just set in, and I just don't know what else there is to do with these characters after all that's been, you know, done. And, you know, we'll see. What you're saying is tune in next week <laughs> for our exciting review <laughs> of Star, Star Wars. Wars Episode 9. I can't believe I'm even saying that. but Episode 9, baby. Um, Woo! So, yeah, y'all get out there, go to the movies. <laughs> this is John. And this is Sean. And this, this is, is movie, movie Night. night. <laughs> <laughs>